This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, folks. Tito here. Jeff Fidoff at Fit Happens on Twitter. Time for another Buckeye Blitz. And we've got homecoming this week. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's first recap a little what happened last weekend when the Buckeyes dominated uh, Rutgers. And it, it was the kind of game we finally thought Ohio State would have, maybe against uh, Tulsa or against Akron earlier in the season, maybe even Minnesota. But it was a dominating performance start to finish for Ohio State. C.J. Stroud was solid. Comes back from the shoulder injury. And I'm starting to now wonder if maybe some of the struggles he had early on were because of the shoulder. Uh, he was 17 or 23, 330 yards, five touchdowns, and a Big Ten Freshman of the Week again. The Buckeyes have gotten the last five Freshman of the Week awards in the Big Ten. Um, you know, and this is Stroud's third time doing that. So, Chris Olave got back on track after being noticeably absent recently. Five for 119 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Garrett Wilson was great again, three catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. Jeremy Rucker scored a touchdown. He's an underused weapon in this Buckeye offense. I like him a lot. And I've liked him since he started Ohio State. He is somebody, by the way, Jeremy Rucker is someone who will be better at the professional level than he was at the college level just because he'll get used more at the pro level the way he should be. Rucker's a fantastic receiver, and he is more the prototypical tight end. I'm not saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey or anything like that, but skill set-wise, he is somebody who – um, when he came on campus and uh, when Ryan Day talked to him about, uh, you know, what kind of a – who do you want to model your game after? Ruckert, before coming on campus, told him, I, I want to be like Rob Gronkowski. And uh, Day encouraged him to watch a bunch of Gronkowski videos, see what he does, see how he plays. Ruckert did that. That's the kind of player Ruckert can be. He can be a, a real w- red zone weapon at the NFL level. I hope he gets more opportunities this year still with Ohio State. Um, and his, before his career winds down. But um, Ruckert, though, was somebody who was a very, very talented tight end. And in, if they used him the right way, he could be the top tight end of the country. Travion Henderson, only eight carries again. The Buckeyes are not um, – didn't need to give him that many carries. I'm sure Henderson statistically would like to have more carries. He had eight for 71 and the touch nine yards of carry. I think what he's averaging this nine, nine and a half yards of carry again. So always big play potential for him. He's always a threat when he gets the ball to go take it all the way to the house, no matter where they're at on the field. Denzel Burke returned an interception for a score. Look, the score was 45 to 6 at the half, finished up 52 to 13. The Buckeyes had 541 yards of total offense in the game. 541. That's amazing. And then uh, they also had three interceptions for the defense. And Rutgers is not some pushover team. I mean, this team took Michigan to the brink the previous week in Ann Arbor. And they had a great defense to start the season. I mean, Michigan scored 20 on them. It's most anybody scored on them. And the Buckeyes had 24, like, in the first few minutes, it seemed like. This is Ohio State's best win and most impressive performance of the season. The Buckeyes played 23 players that were either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. That's important. Um, shows you how young this Buckeye team is, but how much talent they have with that in that youth. 
They have a 20-game conference winning streak now. They have not allowed a rushing touchdown since Oregon scored on the ground against them. So that tells you something about the way the defense has evolved and is getting better. And that stat about no rushing TD since Oregon is important. When you look at the teams that are coming up against Ohio State, they're going to have to play. When you got Penn State, you got Michigan who runs the ball extremely well. Michigan State runs the ball extremely well. If they play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, Iowa runs the ball well. So um, it's important for Ohio State's run defense to get right before we get into this meat of the Big Ten schedule. Let's talk about this week. Maryland was 4-0 and feeling pretty good about themselves before they got completely owned by Iowa 51-14 to last Friday. Their quarterback, Taluia Tagalavoa, 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 you may recognize him. He's two, his brother. Um, he's completing more than 72% of his passes, which is tops in the conference. But against Iowa in that huge loss, he was just 16-29 of 29 with five interceptions. That's right, five interceptions. He really padded his stats in the first four contests. They played West Virginia, admittedly a good team, and then Howard, not the player, the team, Illinois and Kent State. So, admittedly bad teams. Seventy-two uh, percent is probably a bit deceiving. I, you know, like I said, sixteen for twenty-nine with five interceptions, facing a tough Iowa team in the first real test. I think for this Maryland team, his favorite target, uh, Todd Lavoe's favorite target, has been Dante Demas Jr. He had 28 receptions for 507 yards. He led the Terp Terrapins in receiving in 2019 and 2020. But the 6'3 senior receiver from Washington, D.C. is now out for the season after suffering a knee injury against Iowa. That's huge. That's a big loss to this Maryland offense. Um, and so, you know, I, I, they're not, they were already going to be a, a big disadvantage against the Buckeyes, now even more so um, against Ohio State, going in there without their top receiver from the last three years, really, uh, not going to be in this game. Iowa's bread and butter is their defense. Iowa's, look, they're going to win games because of their defense, yet they still slapped half a hundred on Maryland. Expect the Buckeyes to do the same. Um, Rutgers is a better defensive team than Maryland is, and OSU clearly had its way with the Scarlet Knights. Half a hundred's a minimum for the Buckeyes this weekend. In the homecoming game, and Ohio State uh, is playing, they're getting better every week now. The Oregon game was a huge disappointment. The Tulsa game defensively was a huge disappointment. But since then, they've got they've righted the ship, and now they get Maryland, and they're in a good spot. I expect the defense to get at least five takeaways against Maryland. This defense now is playing the way I expected them to play early in the season. They're being aggressive. They're attacking the quarterback. They only have one sack against um, Rutgers, but they did pick off three passes. They did apply pressure quite a bit. I expect more of the same there. The Buckeyes right now, my prediction, by the way, I think Buckeyes will win like a 58 to 19 kind of game. I don't even know if Maryland scored 19, maybe 58 to 17, somewhere in there. Um, the Buckeyes are seventh in the current polls, notably ahead of the only team that beat them. Oregon's eighth in the AP, they're ninth in the coaches' poll uh, after losing last week. Most importantly, though, the Big Ten studs keep winning. If Ohio State wants to get into the college football playoff, they need Michigan. Michigan State to keep winning, and Iowa to beat Penn State and then keep winning after that. Iowa and Penn State play at 4 o'clock Eastern time this weekend. Huge game uh, between Iowa and Penn State. They're two teams ranked in the top five. The more top-ranked teams the Buckeyes can knock off in the path to the postseason is better. It feels weird, and I said it last week. I'll say it again. OSU needs for Michigan to win out until the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I have to believe the Buckeyes can beat Penn State and Michigan State. They should both be in the top 10 when Ohio State plays them, if not top five, depending on the Penn State-Iowa game. If they can knock off, a top, knock off a top five Michigan team on the Saturday after Thanksgiving 
and then a top five Iowa team for the conference title, uh, it doesn't matter what Cincinnati does the rest of the way. Ohio State would be ahead of them, I have to believe. Cincinnati, although they had a great win at Notre Dame, biggest win probably in program history, winning against Notre Dame and South Bend. The Bearcats uh, uh, played better in the second half to beat Indiana on the road as well. But Cincinnati's schedule works against them the rest of the way because they are, there's no signature wins the rest of the season, not even in the conference championship. There won't be a season win there. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a season defining win the rest of the way for Cincinnati. So although the Bearcats right now on paper have a better resume in Ohio State because they're undefeated, they've beaten Notre Dame, they've beaten Indiana, at the end of the season, the Buckeyes can run the table. If Michigan, Michigan State, and either Penn State or Iowa keeps the uh, keeps rolling, and Ohio State gets to beat them when they're at their peaks, you can't you can't possibly say that Cincinnati's better than Ohio State or more deserving of Ohio State to go to the college football playoff. So same thing with one loss Oregon team. Oregon runs the table, and we get to the end of the season, they say, well, Ohio State's got a loss, Oregon's got a loss, but Oregon beat Ohio State, so they must be better. No. Oregon uh, gets to go through the Pac-12, which is so much weaker in the Big Ten, and they will not have another big win throughout their season. There's no one. I mean, they keep knocking each other off into mediocrity in that Pac-12. So there's no way Oregon can stack up if you match up schedule to schedule, if both teams end up with one loss, there's no way you'll be able to look at Oregon and say they've got a better resume than Ohio State. So um, I don't think a one-loss Oregon is a threat to a one-loss Ohio State. I think at that point you're probably looking at Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma at that point, provided the Sooners don't stumble. They've looked inconsistent at times as well. But the big thing for Ohio State, though, is um, if you're going to scoreboard watch, you've got to root for these Big Ten teams at the top to continue to be at the top. Because if Penn State, Michigan State are top 10 teams and Ohio State knocks them off, if Michigan's top five, Iowa's top five, Ohio State knocks them off, they will have as good a resume as any one-loss team in the country and uh, better than some undefeated teams in the country when it comes time for the college football playoff. So uh, that's it for this uh, for today for this edition of the Buckeye Daily Blitz. Again, I'm Jeff Fitoff. Uh, Tito, they call me, at Fit Happens on Twitter. Reach out to me there. Uh, Buckeyes should get a win this week again. I'm looking at to cover the spread and probably go over in the over-under. Um, so Buckeyes offense is rolling. Homecoming week this week against the Terrapins. Next week, Ohio State's got Indiana, then the big one against Penn State. We'll talk more. Ohio State basketball's right on the corner. we got that to talk about. So much to get into with the Buckeyes. Thanks for tuning in to the Buckeye Daily Blitz, and uh, go Bucks. Go Bucks.